Hello and welcome to episode 97 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and I'm joined as always by my friend, Evan Etheridge. How are you doing tonight, Evan? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I uh, could be doing better. Uh, Hawks Hawks go down 3-1 to Boston. Um, it, it, it was such a winnable game. We'll just, we'll just get right into it. It was such a winnable game, I think. Um, you know, it, it, very streaky. Um and uh you know just we could we got close and then and then the celtics would just go off again and then it was just a repeating cycle so uh yeah man yeah we can um should at least mention that they did win on friday <laughs> oh yeah they, they did when it doesn't that doesn't seem very important right now but they did win a game um on friday to make it 2-1 in the series at the time they won 130 to 122 uh just a huge offensive outburst in that game uh, Trey was very good, and he needed that because first two games have been pretty bad. Uh, Dejounte was good again. He's really been good, good on offense at least this whole series. Um, he had twenty five points, but um, yeah, we we don't have to harp on this one too much. It was a uh, really an offense first win. They shot the ball very well, forty four percent from three. Um, crazy thing is the Celtics were also very good on offense in this one. They shot forty four percent also on uh, more attempts and more makes, obviously. So. Yeah, defense wasn't good at all in this game, but they were able to offenses able to drag the weight and um, pull one out. Got a little dicey at the end. The Hawks had a ten plus point lead early in the fourth, but um, they won a game. So yeah, what did you think of it? Because it was fun for a little bit. Yeah, no, game three was uh, awesome. Uh, very good to see coming out at home, coming out hot. Um, the Celtics had fifteen threes at halftime, and yeah. they were down by seven. Like. Just the offense was going crazy. Uh, we were keeping the pace, even though we weren't keeping up with them in threes at all, uh, you know, at least to start the game. Um, so, you know, that was very promising. I thought the bench, the bench was awesome. A uh, little stat for you. Um, the first time in NBA postseason history that a bench scored 40 points on 70% from the field, 80% from three, and 100% from the line. So, um, you know, you can't beat that. The, the second the second team was phenomenal uh like you said trey was big Dejounte, both uh 25 points five rebounds and five assists both of them so um just all around um fantastic game at home and and and, and one you needed you, you know um i i felt like both of these games at home were must win and uh you know to come out in game three like that was awesome yeah and um i'm gonna add a little something to that celtic stat by them having 15 threes at the half i think I saw they're the first team in playoff history to make 15 threes in the first half and not be winning. And they were it's like they were down by one. We're up by seven, which that, that was just insane. Um they were yeah, they they were really good from three. Um but yeah, it was a good win, you know, definitely encouraging. A really it was definitely not a technical must win, but you can't go down three oh. Um and they didn't. So credit to them there, but it's hard to talk about it because of tonight. It's just hard to have yeah. any positive uh vibes so we can we can jump into game four which is more fresh on the minds and this one this one was frustrating it wasn't like the first two games that we lost where we just kind of got manhandled and it didn't really seem like there was any hope there was plenty of hope in this game and um just another really abysmal defensive performance i mean 
129 to 121. Celtics had 37 points in the fourth, where the Hawks got off to a rough start in the fourth offensively, but really got it going in the second half of the quarter. But it just didn't matter. They couldn't get a stop. And that combined with not being able to get a bucket in the first five minutes or so of the fourth quarter really sunk them. And um, yeah, this was tough, man. It was just Celtics kept on pulling the rug out from under us every time we would get it within three or four, just under five. Just Celtics were immediately made a three or just a quick, quick two or something. It was just every time the Hawks could just not get the stop to kind of put them over the top and really make this a, a really close game. Like the Celtics just never let it get down to the inch away mark to where the Hawks could really uh, come and take the lead. So yeah. What'd you think about this one? Cause it was sure was frustrating. Yeah. Um, like you said, um, we, we, we would, I think we were down at one point by 14 um, and ended up bringing it back. We got within three. We, we got within four twice. And both times, uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum just would hit a big three and, you know, really shut the crowd down. And then, you know, we would kind of stall. Um, man, this this one really hurts because I, I thought this game was winnable. Um, you know, in the first half, I felt like we were playing too much in the half court. Um, we weren't driving the ball and, and lobbing and pick and rolls. It was it was all half court. We were playing very slow. Um, nothing was in transition. Um, you know, partly because we couldn't get a stop. Um, so that that was that's where your defense helps your offense. You can play you can play with better pace. Um, but in the second half, we we started driving the ball and kicking it. And Trey was you know playing very well uh, in the second half, and it just wasn't enough. Like you said, um, you know we had two runs at at the Celtics, and both times they just, uh, you know, kind of, you know, either called a timeout or, 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 you know, made a big three and just, um, you know, just, just kept us away. It, this was a, this was a really tough game, man. And, uh, you know, we just, we just couldn't hit big shots when, when we needed them. Yeah, it is. I mean, they, they really needed this one. I mean, they're down three, one now it's not over, but it is, highly unlikely that the Hawks win this series now. And, you know, if you win this game, it's 2-2, and it's now just the best two out of three. Anything can happen. And, um, yeah, I mean, but looking at the numbers, though, the Hawks played pretty well on offense. Like, it wasn't perfect, but they shot 37.8% from three on 37 attempts. That's good. Um, They weren't really good at making their twos, which kind of hurt. Um, I know Trey smoked a couple layups, and he missed a few floaters early on. He really wasn't cooking until – um, late in the fourth, when he really got going in the fourth. And, I mean, his numbers at the end of the game were pretty nice, 35 and 15. <laughs> and yeah. He made four of his 10 threes, um, probably his best three-point shooting game in a while. Um, but, yeah, him and DeJounte and Hunter, which we haven't even said his name yet, Hunter was terrific tonight. Um, yeah. Credit to him. He was really good, really good in the first half, kind of cooled off a tad bit uh, later on in the fourth. Um, could really make a shot later on in the game, but early on he really kept the Hawks afloat on offense, and I think he had some nice moments defensively too. Um, wasn't perfect though from anybody defensively. Um, everybody had their moments, especially I think Dejounte has just he's been really good on offense in this series. He's just not been good, like especially one on one on ball, like it's just not good. He's kind of gambling on um passing lanes and he's not getting it. It's just opening up lanes for layup lines. Like it's, it's been rough for him defensively. He, he has been good on offense, but I think he's probably given it back and maybe a little bit more defensively. So what do, what do you think about that? I was going to hit on that too. Like yeah. he, there was three times in this game that I can count that he went for pass, didn't get it. And the Celtics just took it to the rack. And yeah. um, 
and, and that's really tough uh, when you're playing man because you don't have guys down low. They have to come off their man, and it, you know either they go up for a layup or easy dunk and and, and layup for for the center. Um, so yeah, I mean you you hit it on the spot. The defense has not been there for Murray uh, the, this this series really. Yeah. Um, it, it really showed tonight, and uh, uh, that's just just really unfortunate because a couple of those go our way and. Um, you know, you know, you take six off and, and put six on the board for us, you know, with, with easy steals, but he just, he just wasn't getting them. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of his game on defense. He's not the greatest on ball one on one guy, like a lockdown guy. He's more of a habit creator. Like, a, like I said, trying to crash those passing lanes and get steals and just kind of cause trouble. And it's kind of a high risk, high reward type of play style defensively. And um, it's worked out for him most of the time in his career is really what, what he's good at and kind of how he got this reputation defensively, but it hurt him a lot in this game, I think. And he, even, even when he wasn't, he was just, and I mean, Jason Tatum's really good. And he's, he ended up on Tatum a good bit in the second half and Tatum was just taking it to the rack on him. Like, and Tatum's just a lot bigger and Jason Tatum is really good. So that that's like, it's not entirely on him. The Celtics are just really good too. Like yeah, the other Hawks played bad defensively, but the Celtics are awesome. <laughs> They're like, probably the best offense in the league when they're going. So it's um yeah, it's kind of a it's a weird like uh dynamic, I guess, of just being fresher at the Hawks but at the same time realizing they're just not as good as the Celtics. It's just not they're not in the same ballpark. And um it's kinda of, it kinda of show but the Hawks they I mean they play with a lot of fight like tonight. They 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 did not give in and when up until the very end when it actually got out of hand and the Celtics kind of hit put the dagger in them. It looked like the game could get away from the Hawks and they never let it get fully away um, until it was just too late at the end. So credit to them there. But the defense is just really bad. Like it, it was it's just not good. And um yeah, they just did not make enough plays defensively and they just couldn't get that bucket to really get things super close at the at the end of this one. So yeah, it's just yeah, depressing yeah. day. Depressing game. Just very frustrating all around. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. This one, this one feels like uh, feels like the series. Um, but down three one, got to go back to Boston. Um, you, you're gonna have two up there if you uh, if you can make a second and then come back home for Game Seven, I believe. Um, That'd be six. Game six would be in Atlanta, and then Game Seven would be back in Boston. They they do that still. Okay, yeah, I thought one they one one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess just. I mean, I don't really know the game plan for the next game, man. Boston is so good at home. Uh, it's such a tough environment in the garden. And uh, I don't know, man. They're going to have to pull something out of their uh, out of their butts here. Um, yeah. Yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, it's just – I just don't see a path for it, honestly. I mean, looking at this game, like getting the kind of game you got from Hunter and not taking advantage of it, like this is the kind of game that you needed. Yeah, you know, you tell me Hunter's going to play like he did tonight. You're like, okay, they, like they, they have a good chance, you know, and they did have a good chance. I mean, they were in this game, but this was kind of like you got this big performance out of nowhere from Hunter, who has really struggled up until this point, and you just couldn't take advantage of it, which really sucked. Um, but yeah, shout out to Hunter. Um, I, I've been a Hunter critic, especially lately, and he played very well tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, this was tough. This is tough. Um, Do we? Um... Do we want to talk about John Collins for a little bit? Yeah, we can we can talk about him. It's it's rough offensively. Very rough. Yeah, he's he's getting a lot of flack on Twitter right now. Uh I, I figured I'd bring it up. Um, you know, 25 minutes tonight, one of nine from the field, one of five from three, um, five rebounds, one assist. 
Uh, negative four plus minus, which if you look at the team is not very bad at all, uh, plus minus wise. But I just don't understand what role he has on this team. He's not playing defense. He's not scoring. Um, he's not making threes. I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't really see a role for him. Um, he's he's probably the first guy making a hundred million dollars uh, to play this bad in uh, in the postseason. I'm gonna read his numbers really quick. Um, you know, I, as you can tell, I'm pretty passionate about this. Uh, John Collins has not been good. He so one of nine, three of seven with eight points. Game uh, three, um, two of 11, five points, game two, and actually had a decent game, five of seven, 12 points in game one. But yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, he he had a tough year all around shooting the ball. Um, towards the end of the year, he kind of turned it on a little bit from three, but early on, it was like low 20s from three this season. And he had a, he had a, he had a three early in this one. And I thought maybe he's going to get going off of that, but that was the only shot he made all game. Um, I will say, I think, I think he's been better on defense. Than you'd be giving him credit for, and I think part of that is everybody, like everybody else, has been kind of bad. But just the kind of drop off you're going to get from going to Collins to, you know, if you want to play a little smaller and get more shooting with Bogey or Sadiq Bay, he's just a lot better than those two guys defensively. And I, the Hawks ran with that as long as they could until Bogey fouled out in this one. And yeah. for good reason, they're trying to juice the offense, get back in the game, and that was the right move. But it is a it's hard to get stops when you run Trey and Dejounte and Hunter at the four with Bogey or Bay. Like it's it's tough. Yeah, or or Griffin. I mean, Griffin has a has a chance to come in and give you some offense uh, more than Collins if if they wanted to play Bogey and. You know, with him fouling out, I don't see why not give AJ Griffin some minutes. Uh, I don't think he's played at all this series. He hasn't. He hasn't played. So I I just don't understand it. You know, if you want to play small, you know, at least put Griffin in. (laughs) Or, you know, you need an extra boost from three, put Griffin in. Um, I don't get it. Um, I think we'll get some more clarity in the offseason and going in next year, uh, how they feel about Griffin because he hasn't touched the floor. And I just don't understand it. Yeah, that was the thing that happened when Quinn came in. Um, like he just hasn't played like really at all. Like he's yeah. been like a DNPCD for like for like the last ten games of regular season, and he didn't hasn't played at all in these playoffs. And you know he was uh, he got off to a really hot start, and he did cool down for sure. But yeah, it probably wouldn't be the worst thing to kind of get him in. I mean, I don't think it's going to happen at this point. Like if yeah. like it was going to happen tonight, it was not going to happen at all. But I think definitely in the regular season, they still should have played him some um but i mean the way that the way that quinn was um coaching these games he was coaching them all these regular season games like playoff games because the hogs were trying to win every game um and secure the play-in spot and all that so i get it if he didn't think he was the best option but yeah i mean if aj aj could definitely provide some juice um shooting the ball especially like Sadiq didn't have it in this one. He was good in game three, but he went over through 0 of three from three in this one. And he's just rough defensively too. Him and Bogey, they're just not good defenders. And the Hawks just don't have a lot of good defenders at all. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I know a Kongwu, he um he was all right in this one, but even he had some moments where he was stuck on the perimeter and he wasn't playing up to his capabilities. Um Clint was fine, I think. It was just kind of a Clint game. He was he was all right. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's just, um, very frustrating. And 
I just keep what I keep coming back to is just that the Hawks just aren't as good as the Celtics team, and <laughs> just how it is. And it's just a two versus seven for a reason. The Hawks are forty one and forty one. Celtics are fifty seven and twenty five. It's just kind of what you're going to get. You know, it's the NBA. Yeah. There's not a there's not as much um potential for upset in these kind of matchups, especially in the seven game series. Like it's just it's not like baseball where you get into a five game set and you can lose easily. Or like in football, it's one game, anything can happen. Um, some stuff goes stuff goes your way. These seven game series when the Celtics have just been so much better than the Hawks all year, it's not good, not a great matchup at all. And I, I know we said earlier, um before the playoffs that Milwaukee was the better matchup. That's looking really nice for the Heat right now, playing the Bucks instead of the Celtics. Especially Giannis out. So I guess we're right about that one. But yeah, because things aren't going well in this series, and the Heat, who we dominated, whatever a week and a half ago, about <laughs> two weeks ago, they're up two one on the one seed. It's sometimes just life isn't fair, you know. Yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> um, so Hawks got to win three in a row. Yep. Uh, they've done that three times uh, this year. Uh, surprisingly, they have. So their longest win streak was five. Uh, that was during January. That that January run, mm. um, and then and then another one very late in the season. Uh, so it's, uh, it's going to take three in a row. Um, you do not have an easy game. You got to go all in, you got to use all your, all your marbles. Um, and, and every game is, is winner, winner, go home. I mean, there's nothing, nothing else to it. Maybe, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, having their backs actually against the wall, will bring something out. Who knows? Uh, I'm not too optimistic, but, uh, anything is possible. Yeah. Why not us? Why not us? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, so things are bleak um right now for sure. But uh yeah, it's um it's not good. It's not good. And uh yeah, just kind of cross your fingers and hope for the best um at this point. I do want to pull up real quick. I just want to see uh at 530 I see what um they're giving us to win this series percentage wise. Hey Jamie, uh pull that up for me. Yeah, Jamie, can you um put down the marker real quick? Um they are giving the Hawks a two percent chance to win the series wow i was i was also expected to be 99 so i guess <laughs> that's something telling me there's a chance they're giving us a better chance than they're giving the clippers without Kawhi. so that's something and we have the same percentage chance as the t-wolves who are currently down 3-0 and playing right now i don't even know if they're winning or not so yeah it would be a miracle if the hawkins won this series so I think we can we can wrap it up there. Um, unless you got any other thoughts, we can move on talk about the Braves, where things aren't going well over there either. Right, so. <laughs> nah, man, I think I think we covered all all corners of this yeah. uh, of this series, this matchup left. Um, yeah, next game on Tuesday, seven, I think seven p.m. again. Um, so yeah, just make sure you're uh, tuning in and and ran for a Hawks dub. Yep, winner go home Tuesday night. So we'll see how that goes back in Boston. Um, Hogs probably going to be big underdogs in that one, so we'll see. But uh, yeah, we can uh, we can talk about the Braves now. Um, Braves got some weirdness going on with them right now. Uh, we talked about Game One of the Padres series last week, so we just really need to cover the last two games of that set. Uh, so they won. They won Game One, uh, two nothing. And then they blow them out in game two, eight to one. Um, Ozzy hit a Ozzy and Olsen had three run homers in that game. Strider was filthy, um, like really good. I think this is probably his best start of the year. Um, six innings pitched, 
one hit, three walks, no runs, nine Ks. Uh, he's just been absurd this year. I just want to pull up his numbers real quick. Um, 36 strikeouts in 22 innings. Um, that's yeah. 14.7 strikeouts per nine. That leads all of baseball. Um, he was leading in all baseball in strikeouts, um, but I guess someone else had their start and passed him, but I'm sure he'll probably reclaim that when he pitches again. Um, two, four, five ERA. He has just been insane. Um, I know it's early, but he's right. He's going to probably win the Cy Young, I think. Like he's at least going to be top five. Like he's absurd. Um, but yeah, good win. Eight to one, blew him out. Um, yeah. And remember was talk about Olsen hit a bomb. Like it was a, just a rocket. And mm-hmm. yeah. And that, that was a nice win. And uh, that's kind of where the fun ended. That was their eighth win in a row. And, um, Ever since then, it's been tough. Uh, they've lost four in a row now. Uh, they did, did did not lose four in a row at all last year, which is kind of crazy. But they lose the rubber, not the rubber match, the final game to the Padres, one to nothing. Juan Soto hit a home run off Charlie Morton. I know that's shocking uh, to hear that. Uh, but that was the only run of the game. Uh, Charlie did pitch really good, though. Uh, Soto just kind of owns him. But six innings pitch, one earned run uh, against the Padres. You take that every day of the week. And the Braves just couldn't score. Um, but this one at the time I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Like one eight in a row, two out of three in San Diego. They're good. You know, like I wasn't really sweating it. Um, so yeah, so what were your thoughts on these last two games in San Diego? Because vibes were still good around this time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you just won eight straight. Uh you're going for the ninth straight, but you can't score a run. You lose one nothing. Great yeah. pitch ball game. Uh, you know, you kind of just gotta tip your cap and move on. Um, you know, you still win the series. Um and, and you're looking forward to the next series with the defending champs, the Astros. Yep. And I'm just going to go ahead and label this series the series from hell. Because, my <laughs> God, all three of these games, especially games one and three, were just brutal. I mean, game one, um, Bryce Elder gives up a run at the top of the first, and the Braves score four in the bottom of the first. And they don't score for the rest of the game. And... um I love I love this guy to death, but Jesse Chavez had a full blown meltdown. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't get it. Didn't record an out. Gave up three runs. Um, I will say the Braves were like just that was the first time Jesse's given up a run all year. He's been awesome, but they're kind of pushing it, and they ha- they kind of have to because the Glacius and McEwer hurt. But yeah. Jesse Chavez pitching the uh, seventh inning of a. What was it? It was only it was a run. three run game, three run game at the time, but still, it was just not good stuff at all. There, Jesse just kind of got rocked. Um, then AJ Minter, who talk about having a rough weekend, he gave up the homer to Jordan Alvarez in the ninth of the tie game, and uh, not really even a bad pitch by Minter, but it's Jordan Alvarez. He's really good, and he's just going to hit that pitch out sometimes. And Jordan Alvarez, I mean, man, he. He really didn't do anything in the World Series against the Braves or last year when we played the Astros, and he was just making up for lost time, I guess. Yeah. My God. I Thank God the only way we'll see him again is if it's in the World Series because I never want to face him again. Like He just broke our back literally all three games. So what did you think about game one? Because it was um, definitely frustrating. It really the first true bullpen meltdown of the season. Yeah, it was It was a it was a pretty shitty game to lose the, the Braves don't really lose those types of games no. uh going up going up 4-1 in the first uh with your with your pitcher going what did he go five so he went six innings no elder's zero, been awesome zero earned runs uh with six k's so uh the Braves do not normally lose those games um you know 
you expect to score a little bit, you know, at least a couple more after scoring four in the first. And then uh, the bullpen got rocked. Um, like you said, Jordan Alvarez, he had three hits this series, and two of them were just absolutely devastating. Um, you know, he was he was good, even though uh, with only three hits, uh, he, he was the death of the Braves. Made him, made him count. Yeah, he did. He did. And uh, the bullpen was really, really bad uh, in, in game one. Um, you know, they score three in the seventh and two in the top of the ninth. Um, it, just, it just took the life out of everything. And uh, it really sucks to lose that game because, like I said, we normally uh, just kind of shut our opponents out and, you know, keep putting it on them after the first like that. So, Yeah. Um, I know this is about Saturday and Sunday, but Saturday and Sunday the Braves went up, scored first, and the Braves had not lost a game all year when they scored first, and they've just lost two in a row where they scored first in both games. So it's just kind of um, that kind of series. But we're moving on to game two. I do want to talk about Dylan Lee who came in after Chavez. And He's things so could have good. been things could have been much worse that inning, but Dylan Lee came in, and I believe he, sh- now he didn't strike out Jordan. He got him to pop out, but then um, he, sh- yeah, he struck out Kyle Tucker, and he got Jose Abreu to fly out to strand everybody. So good on him. Um, he's been awesome this year. He hasn't given up a run yet. Knock on wood. Um, yeah, he he's been really good. Like eleven eleven point one shutout innings, twelve strikeouts, almost already worth a point of WAR. As a reliever, it's pretty crazy. So yeah, shout out to Dylan Lee. He's been great. And um, yeah, we can move on to game two now. This one, this was the least painful of the losses, but still a tough one. Um, Braves went up, like I said, one to nothing in the fourth. Sean Murphy hit a bomb uh to put him up one to nothing uh off of Framber Valdez. But then in the sixth, things unraveled uh in a big way um against Kyle Wright, who really was pretty good up until then. Um, kind of ruined his outing. Um, but yeah, in the in the sixth, Bregman singles and then Jordan Alvarez two run homer to make it two to one, and then um, Von Grissom, who has some difficulties at shortstop, have returned for him. Um, he boots a ball, lets a Brayu on, and then Kyle Tucker hits a home run, and all of a sudden it's four to one in a hurry. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of the game. Uh, the Braves did have some fight left. Ozzy hit a two run homer to make it four to three, but then the Astros tacked on two more insurance runs in the eighth and ninth uh, to kind of put this one away. Um, just another frustrating game. Uh, sucks for Kyle Wright because he really was pitching very good up until that sixth inning, and uh, he couldn't even get out of the inning. So, yeah, what did you think about this one? Because it was uh, tough. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it was, <laughs> it was everything was going well up until the uh, sixth inning, like you said, um, but just – Pretty bad offense, not gonna lie. Um, yeah. Only left, only left five on base, so uh, that's not too bad. But just you know, the bottom of the lineup was dead. Pilar, Rosario, Ozuna, who was batting uh-huh. a whopping point oh seven eight, um, and, and Eli White was bad. So um, the bottom of the lineup was just slacking that night, and I, I just don't understand why Ozuna is playing right now. Um, I think I could do it better. I think if you put me in a Braves uniform and threw me <laughs> out there, I would do better than that. Yeah, we could we can do the weekly Ozuna slander right now. I got his page pulled up. Um, four for fifty-one this year. Mm. I know Eddie last year when he couldn't see was four for forty-four. So he's already he's been worse than Eddie. Um, his OPS plus is a nine. I know we did this with Eddie a couple weeks ago. And his was five. Um, Eddie's actually hit a little bit more to get into like the double digits. But um, for those who don't know what that stat is, 100 is average and he has a nine. 
And that's, that's just, a, it's jarring to look at because for comparison's sake in 2020, it was 177. <laughs> and now yeah. it's, he's down to nine. He's, he's terrible. Um, I saw a stat that he has been the worst um, position player in baseball this year among players who have gotten 10 plate appearances. Yeah. He's um, 418th out of 418th. Yeah. Dead last. Yeah. It is. Um, it's it's really like you can't be worse um really yeah. like i don't even know what I there's, understand there's the no Braves. words <laughs> yeah like i there really isn't because there's nothing the braves can do now you just kind of got to cut your losses because you've tried it this year you gave them one more chance and um, i don't know if they're waiting for like harris to come back and then they're gonna do it or if they're ever gonna do it. i just don't know like i don't know but he's just actively hurting the team when he plays like you can't play him in the field He's not hitting. He has to hit to be valuable at all. And he has, like, I, I don't, I don't know if there's been a guy that's gotten as many at bats as him has been worse. I can't imagine. No, that anyone's been lower than a four hundred five OPS. Like it's, yeah, it's insanely bad. Like it's hard to watch. So yeah, we can move on. Um, I'm sure we'll be doing this again next week. Of just, mm-hmm. he'll probably be on the team and <laughs> like, and that pot that last Padres game. Um, when Hater was in, I think it was Eddie's at bat was up and they pinch hit him. I think it's Josh Hader, and it's just like it's not gonna work. Gotta um, get that lefty righty split. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and he, he doesn't have any good splits. He's just, <laughs> so yeah. All right, we can now uh, move on and uh, talk about today's game, which was Boy. real stinker. Maybe even worse than game one. Um, five to two loss in this one. It went up two to nothing with runs in the fifth and sixth. Kevin Pilar hit a home run, his first as a Brave. And then they got a second run of the six on a hard slide by Matt Olson, which really you don't see anymore. But he really took out, um, I think it was Mauricio Dubon, the second baseman, and he caused him to throw it into dugout. Ronald Acuna grittied home, um, <laughs> which that was that was fun to see. Um, Ronald's been awesome, too. We haven't talked about him. Yeah, He's just unreal. Um, I think he's up to 12 stolen bases now. He's on pace for like 80 steals, <laughs> which is nuts. That's like Ricky Henderson. But um, yeah, we can get into the bad part of this game now. The eighth and ninth, uh, were rough. We're very, very rough. Nick Anderson and AJ Minter did not have it in this one at all. Nick Anderson gave up two runs in his one inning of work. Um, as Freed pitched really well, but Nick Anderson came under relief, got out of the jam that Freed was in in the seventh, and then Anderson got the eighth, gave up two runs, um, and then AJ Minter gave up three runs in his inning of work. Um, Alvarez got him again with a bases loaded single that put him up. Um, Corey Jolks too. I know we've talked about, um, yeah, Alvarez a lot. I lost my train of thought there, but Corey Jolks, I feel like every time he was up, it was just a backbreaker too. And I've never, no offense to Corey Jolks. I have not heard of him until <laughs> this series. Um, and he was a killer. And like when he, when he was just flicking singles left and right. And that kind of just was just the true dagger in, in the series. Um, was that and I'm gonna pull up the stats on the bullpens, the comparisons between the two. I think the Bra- I think they gave up 12 runs, right? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, right here. Okay, yeah, I got nine nine and a third innings pitched, 12 runs, 11 earned, 16 hits, three walks, and 13 strikeouts. So they struck out a good amount of guys, but um, didn't do anything else. And here are the Astros numbers out of their bullpen: the same amount of innings, nine and a third, zero hits, zero runs. Three walks, eleven strikeouts. 
Yeah. So that's, that's, I mean, that's, I don't want to, like, it's, it's very simple, but that was kind of the difference. Like if yeah. the Braves have any bullpen at all, like they weren't even just like kind of bad. It wasn't like they gave up, even if the Braves give up five runs in nine and Thursday, that's bad. They gave up 12. Yeah. We got <laughs> 12 to nothing after the sixth inning in all three games. That is the bottom line. And that is, that is it. The bullpen was bad. Um, couple guys injured, I know. Uh, but yeah. when you got Jesse Chavez coming out in high leverage situations, something is up. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I like and today, I didn't like this at all. Like I think Snick could have done better, but when, after Mentor got rocked, they brought in Danny Young. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, no offense to Danny Young, but what are we doing? <laughs> like it's Danny like, Young. Like, <laughs> he's getting sent down tomorrow. Uh yeah, because yeah, McHugh, McHugh's going to be back soon. He might be back. He might be. I'm surprised they didn't bring him back after the series with the way game one went. Yeah. He's already yeah. had a rehab start, so he should be back soon. Um, yeah, we can do the injury stuff now because I, I really think last week really sung their praises of how well they're playing with all these guys hurt. And I think it finally caught up with them this series because mm-hmm. bullpen, no Iglesias, no McHugh mattered a lot. <laughs> and like you said, the bottom of the lineup is bad. And no Darno and Harris, like those two guys will make a huge difference right now and just lengthening the lineup. You won't have to play Ozuna or Eddie as much or Eli White, and you can platoon like Hilliard and Pilar. You know, yeah. like it Chad, Chad with Trump. <laughs> Chad, Chad, Chad with Trump wouldn't have to be playing. Bless his heart, but <laughs> I mean it um yeah, it really caught up to him in a big way in this series. And uh you really just saw it because offense didn't offense didn't and like Olsen and Riley didn't have great series either. It wasn't just the bottom. Like there were some guys that didn't play well, like that usually play pretty well. Um, and you know, the Braves, like they're still 14 and eight. It sucks. They got swept and I got some stats about them getting swept. They've actually just don't do that, but they're 14 and eight. If you told me the Braves would be 14 and eight on opening day through 22 games, I'd say awesome. That's great. That's a great start last year through 22 games. The Braves were 10 and 12. <laughs> so they're going to be fine. They're going to get healthy. And um, yeah, I mean, considering all the guys have gotten hurt, 14 and 8 is awesome. But um, with them getting swept, this was the first time the Braves got swept in 66 series. Wow. The last time they got swept was in August of 2021 when they got swept against the Dodgers in LA. And I did, I ended up going down a rabbit hole here. The Braves did not get swept at all last season in 2022. And the last team to do that in a full season, because um, two teams did it in the COVID year, which that's pretty easy to do, not get swept in a 60-game se- season. But the last the last two teams to do it were the Braves in 04 and 02. So the last three teams to not get swept an entire season are the 02 Braves, the 04 Braves, and the 2022 Braves. So that's kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome stat, dude. Uh, yeah. it, that just goes to show, man. Uh you know, even if you lose the first two or the first three, to still to still to get at least one out of there is is a big deal, and it's hard to do. And uh, wow, that's that's a really cool stat. Yeah, it kind of made me feel better when I looked this up after today's game. I was like, I, we were just due for a sweep, like sixty six series in a row. We haven't got swept. That's insane. That's a long time. Like, do you remember that Dodger series when we got swept on the road? That was a very long time ago. <laughs> I don't remember the Dodgers series, but I do remember the Blue Jays series when they yes. came and swept us that same year. 
Yeah. Um, I, I distinctly remember that because it was Vlad, it was Biggio, it was all those young guys. I was like, man, the Blue Jays are really good, and they came they came and swept us at Truist. I remember that one. Um, but yeah, that that's that's pretty insane. Yeah, and that was when the Blue Jays swept us at Truist. That was the last time that we got swept at home until this series. Yeah. I remember that year the Blue Jays swept us twice. And we went 0-6 against the Blue Jays because we had to go play them at their minor league stadium. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And, hey, things worked out pretty well for that team. So Hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, when, I, when I found that out today, I was like, gosh. It, made me, it did make me feel better. I was like, we were just due to get swept. And the, yeah. they're the Astros. The Astros, <laughs> they haven't got off to a great start, but they're really good. And um, Yeah, their lineup is deep, dude. And they're not, they don't even have Altuve or Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. So. They're not. Great they're team. not healthy either. Really yeah. good team still. Really no shame. I mean, if you had to get swept by really any team in baseball, it'd be the Astros. Like Christian Javier, he was great today. Six innings pitch, one earned run, ten strikeouts. Like him and Freed were both amazing today. That might be the two yeah. Cy Young winners. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, tough series. But um, they're fine. I am not worried about the Braves even a little bit. So uh, we can look ahead to this week, what they got coming up. Uh, finally, some NL East action because we played the Nats opening series and we haven't played an NL East team since, which is this new balance schedules that's kind of going to happen with that, but it's kind of weird. But full NL East slate this week, four at home against the Marlins and then weekend series in New York against the Mets. So that should be fun. Hey. Um, yeah, so that, that'll that uh, probably get the blood pump in there for sure this weekend. Um uh, that's going to be, be a big series for earlier the year for April. Um, so I'm excited about that. But yeah, bounce back against the Marlins, hopefully. Um, Marlins are still kind of the Marlins. I know they're, I think they're over 500, but they still just can't really hit. They can pitch though. So they're kind of the same team as they've been for a while now. Um, but yeah, four with them and looking to get back on track. And uh, hopefully they can play against the Mets. Um, don't do what you did last year with the Mets so where you just saved all your wins for the very end of the season. <laughs> Maybe win some up front. That'd be cool with me. Um, but yeah, you got anything to look out for these series? Yeah, the Braves are going to play, I think, 14 straight games. They don't have an off day until, uh, let's see. Yeah, Monday, the 8th of May. What, what, yeah. May. Yeah, so they got two two straight weeks of baseball, um, you know, a couple NLEs. You know, rivals coming up. So yeah, I mean, really, just circle this, circle this Mets series. Uh, don't overlook the Marlins, and uh, you know, just just try to get some back. I mean, we should have a couple guys coming back. I know McHugh's coming back. Um, you know, I think I think Darnold is 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 taking BP again. Same with Harris. And so hopefully yeah. within the, the next couple of weeks, we get a couple of those guys back and uh, can, con- can can contribute. Slur my words um, to the team a little bit and and help the offense out because they've been struggling a little bit and that and that bullpen. So yeah, yeah, I think McHugh. I would not be shocked if they activated him tomorrow and get him back from Miami. Um, I know Iglesias. They said that he's going to throw like a simulated bullpen um, against live like live live BP and um, Harris and Darnell are taking BP this weekend. So yeah, um, I, slowly but surely they're coming back. Um, RC is still out. Which that's what we were haven't talked about when Hobarcy either, who was awesome and yeah, kind of brushed over at Vaughn, had some some rough moments at shortstop this weekend too, but uh it's whatever. Water under the bridge now, we just gotta win. But I just noticed this too about the schedule. They got the four in my four against Miami, then three against New York, then um three in Miami. Then after that, they play 14 straight interleague games. Nice. It's the Orioles, Red Sox, Blue Jays, Rangers, and then Mariners. 
So yeah, that's kind of cool. 14 That's in a going row. to be fun, man. Yeah. Yeah. Good. We go to Toronto and Texas. So that's going to be uh, interesting. Braves never really play there. So especially Toronto, like I said earlier, we had to play in their minor league stadium when we did play them. Um, so going to the Rogers Center, going up north. So yeah. Um, I think I think we covered it all. Unless you got any uh any final takes you want to get out there. Nah, man, no takes, no takes. Uh, I'll save those for after the uh, Hawks come back and complete this three-one uh, series win. <laughs> yeah, and your your prediction is officially out the window. Um, it's gone. Series mine on the table. Celtics yeah. and seven. Um, at this point, that would be a fine result. I I guess I'd take that <laughs> just to make. Yeah. It. Actually, I don't know if I would because that might just be painful. But um, I don't know. I'm not expecting that. I, to be honest with you, I think this shit's over on Tuesday. Hate to be the yeah. pessimist, but I, I just don't. It's yeah. Anyway, we'll uh, we'll be back. Um, I guess it depends on what happens Tuesday if we record in the middle of the week. If they lose, we're hoping to save it till next Monday. If they win, probably hop on in the middle of the week. So it's up to you, Hawks. If we have an extra podcast, so yeah, we'll just see. Well, I think I think we covered it all, man. I think we did good. So, yeah, if you made it this far listening, we really, really appreciate it. And we will see you in the next one.